Well, hello, my friends, and good Thursday morning to you. Today is May 6th. My name is Roger, and behind the camera and the microphone is my wife, Angie. Together we make up the Barnabas Bridge, and we're just grateful, always grateful, that you showed up and spent a little bit of time with us today. This week we've been talking about what I think is a very important topic, and it's the understanding of the providence of God, uh, the movement in, in our lives. And so the question is, well, what is providence? Well, it's the hand of God, uh, the will of God, moving throughout the, all of the universe, as well as in the lives of all people, in a loving and caring and an intimate way, uh, all to accomplish His good and loving purpose. You know, there's an old hymn that I think maybe the, is a perfect definition of our side of, the, of God's will, of how we should react to the providence of God in our life. And it goes like this, and maybe you've heard it. I am not skilled to understand what God has willed, what God has planned. I only know at His right hand stands one who is my Savior. You know, I think those are powerful words in the understanding that if we know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the theme of the Bible over and over and over and over again is telling us that we have friendship with God the creator of all things, the sustainer of life. And His providence, His love, works all things together for our good. It's an important understanding because, you know, sometimes we tend to think that God's providence, His will in our lives, if we are uh, believers, if we are His children, will show up somehow and from the world's perspective of good times, bad times, that we'll always be leaning towards the the life of plenty and the life of ease, good times, our lives being comfortable and tidy. But we know that that's really just not really the case. Uh, this week we started out with uh, uh, in the book of Job, and we know that even in the, under the providence of God, there was things that happened in Job's life that none of us want to deal with. I know that on Tuesday I said that we would get back to this story in, in Acts chapter 7, uh, that we introduced a young man named Saul who God's providence turned into Paul, and then you know the rest of that story. But I want to back up to chapter 7 of the book of Acts today and talk about uh, another young man, and his name was Stephen. And God used him in a much different way, but still in a very powerful way because his story is being told over and over millions of times now over the last 2,000 years. And we'll do it again today and see what it is that maybe we could take from the very short story and, and say, you know, what, what can I use there to apply to my life that I might understand how providence works so that when times that aren't so tidy and times that aren't so fun and times that aren't so good, when they show up in my life, how can I cling to the promise of God that he's not, He hasn't left the throne and then he's most certainly still caring for me. The story of Stephen is that he had been arrested uh, by the authorities uh, in, in the book of Acts, that is, the beginning of the church. And um, for really, he was arrested for the reason of loving Jesus, of talking about Jesus. And it was stirring up such a commotion, and so many people were coming to Christ and leaving their old uh, religious ways uh, behind, that the authorities, who were religious leaders, felt threatened in their place. And so they arrested Stephen with the idea of stamping out this name of Jesus Christ and just getting it past that and moving on with their theology and the, their control of things. 
But they arrested this young guy, and instead of backing down, what he did was really, in a very grace-filled way, started confronting them and saying, no, you killed the Son of God. And now here I stand as a witness. He didn't do it in a horrible uh, accusatory way, really. But because of the words he said, this is what the, uh, in chapter 7, verse 54 starts out. And it said, When they heard him say this, they were furious, and they gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this they covered their ears and they yelled at the top of their voices. And they all rushed at him, drug him out of the city, and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And while they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and he cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said them, he went, when, when he had said this, he went to sleep. Hmm. Even in the will of God. Sometimes in the world's perspective, even in the world's perspective, when certainly the, Stephen was in the most dire straits, there was something in him that allowed him not to forget that this was still, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> still God's will, and that God was still in control. A couple things that that we can take away for our own uh, benefit today. In another version, the New Living Translation, it said that Stephen stared intently into heaven. Can you imagine that? His vision, his understanding of who was in control. He didn't look around the world at the stones being hurled at him or the gnashing of the teeth or being drugged out of the city. These worldly events had no control over him. Remember yesterday, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. And so Stephen, in the midst of all of this turmoil, believed in the providence of God and stared intently at heaven to get a word and to remember that he was not left alone. Scripture states that he looked up and he saw Jesus standing. You know, most times we hear of uh, Jesus sitting at the right hand of God. But just recently I heard a great preacher point out this wonderful uh, uh, backstory to Jesus standing there that day <laughs> when they were dragging Stephen out of the city. And it said that this fellow told us all that in, in the Hebrew courts, when they had a witness for the accused, they would stand up instead of sitting and state their case of why they said this man was innocent. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? In the providence of God, the comfort of Stephen, a man who is about to be stoned to death, Jesus stood and said, This one is with me. And therefore there is no guilt and there is no punishment. And even though the world saw Stephen stoned to death that day, on that very day, God welcomed him into his kingdom. And in his goodness and in his grace-filled ways, he said, Well done, 
good and faithful servant. Wow. I love God's Word, don't you? I think it's encouraging to just read these stories of people that was before us in the faith that can propel us not to be like them, but to be like Him. I hope someday that if I have an opportunity to tell others of His love, just as Stephen did, I can be so faithful and regardless of the outcome, I can stare intently into heaven and see my audience of one smiling down and saying, good job. God's providence is fulfilled in the lives of us when we stare intently into heaven and perform consistently for the audience of one. All I need to know is there on the right hand of God stands one who is my Savior. Amen? Folks, I hope this story from God's Word is a blessing to you as it is for me. But is it an encouragement to seek God's providence, His will in your life today? Because He placed you exactly where you are, He knows exactly where you are, and now He's moving things in order to accomplish His will through you. Have a great day, and let's say a prayer, and we'll head out there. Father in heaven, um, again, the stories that you tell us, historical events that have already taken place in our church, our ancestors, the people who have gone before us, who have paved the way of faith that we now stand. Lord, let us be strong, let us be courageous, and let us always stare intently into heaven and look for you. Lord, we love you, and we pray all these things under the power of the Holy Spirit, in the name, the sweet name, the faithful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Take care, my friends. God willing, we'll see you tomorrow for Friday. Bye.